Welcome to the Fatty Z Muskie Podcast. I'm Andy, joined by Vance in the front of the Ranger, and Todd Young on speakerphone. Pretty much the norm, the standard status quo. Uh, this week's broadcast is brought to you by Fatty Z Muskie Products. Check us out, fattyzmuskie.com. The website needs updated badly. I'm working on it very slowly. Uh, Fatty Z Muskie Products on Facebook. Like us there. Again, I need to update that very badly. But the one thing you can find that's updated halfway regularly, that's because Vance is in charge of it, is Instagram. Fatty Z Muskie Products on Instagram. Um, you guys probably all know, we make baits and rod holders, Project X. Check them out. And they're a little bit different than everyone else's. And Todd, hit up your plugs. Yeah, we have uh, Muddy Creek Fishing Guides, myself, uh, Vance, Jared Christie, does some trips here in Pennsylvania. Vance just fishes up in New York, and I do most of my fishing up in New York. We do a little bit down here in... Uh, in Pennsylvania, but uh, right now, June, i got about three days left in June to book. And July, there's not more than about six or eight left, so they're all going to fill in. You know, if you're looking for a summer trip, get them now because they're going to they're gonna book up. If uh, Once they get booked up, you'll be going fans. That's not a bad thing. But uh, <laughs> Vance already has some days booked, too. So, yeah, mcfishnguides.com. Check us out. Check out our website. Uh, St. Croix rods just unpacked, just pulled three of them out of the tube. They just sent me my three new ones. I sold three of the guide, guide, uh, guide rods from last year and got my three new ones. I was putting reels on and line on them here and, uh, had to quit because we're going to podcast tonight. So nice. Check, check them out. Great rods. Now, why, why are you spooling them up? What, what's, what's the big deal about that? Well, the one, the one was that, uh, that, uh, oh, geez, that, that line's been on there for about three or four years. He's Mason Tiger Braid, not that that's a, I mean, real popular line or anything, but it had some phrase on it, and I, I you know, I, I'm, I'm going to re-spool that reel. The trolling ones are, are good to go. I don't have to re-spool them. I, I'm just transferring the rods, or the, the reels over to the rods. Uh, like I said, I sold, I sold a couple to the clients. And a couple of them like rods that we used last season and got 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 the new ones in and we're ready to go. Good. So this is oh gosh, what is it? Monday the eighteenth? Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. you guys are leaving the twentieth. When I say you guys, I'm talking to Vance and Todd. And where are you guys going exactly? Because I don't know. We're going to uh, Cave Run to fish the opener, the, the PMTT opener of that trail uh, at Cave Run Lake in Kentucky. We're now, looking... are you bank yanking? No, we're going to take a boat. Okay. No, we'd, we'd, if uh, we were bank yanking, we'd, we'd have you, you go, for sure. That's okay. Right. Now, Vance, behind me, it's a perfectly good canoe. It is. and what? Would you like to use that? With how things have been going... Uh, you know uh, that that actually looks like a pretty good option. Um, last last year, when the water was thirty two feet high, Vance and I watched a guy. Oh, that the was same insane. place we were working. Watched a guy in a canoe uh, catch a muskie. Was that the icing on the cake? That it was just so. I mean, yeah, it was uh, just ridiculous. 
we it was a guy in the canoe. He held it up and showed it to us, and we were like, "Yeah, great." He wasn't he wasn't even in the tournament either. <laughs> no, he was just <laughs> <laughs> Tell he me, was, tell me, please. It was, it was not a big one. It was a mid thirty inch fish. I mean, it would have counted. Oh heck yeah! It would have counted. It, Did he have a banjo in the canoe? He had a, a an oar. He was row trolling, yeah. and he caught the damn thing. And we were trolling. Yeah. He had he had an oar. Oh, it, was yeah. she doing anything? We watched him catch it. <laughs> yeah, it we was horrible. <laughs> that that was that was crazy. I mean, that it was thirty some feet above. You know, normal pool there. It's going to look completely different this time. Do you even know what it looks like? No, no. It's going to look like a mud puddle to you. I, it looked like a giant. You're going to wade right across it. It, it. it was it was crazy. It was pouring rain that day, too. We were just drenched the entire, yeah. from the start to finish. <laughs> it was a brutal day fishing. And, you know, that guy comes just, he was right, right next to us. I mean, like a cast length. And he's just... You know, enjoying his day, he's out there rowing, and he pulls a fish in. We were just like, Geez. now was this canoe carved out of a solid piece of mahogany? I, <laughs> I couldn't see it was raining so hard. I just saw a little silver fish, and was, you know, I just I, I, that was we. I knew we that were was last pretty year. much that was last year. There. Yeah, but you guys got a fish last year. We did. Tournament. We did get a fish. We, last we did catch one. Yeah, but we yeah, did it, catch one. It, it wasn't big enough. So yeah. But, but we did catch one. You know, those hard, those small ones are harder to catch. Oh, they are. Yeah. <sighs> those two-footers are harder to catch. Yeah. That is are. that is true. <laughs> Unless you're at the hatchery. <laughs> but then they're all the same length. Yeah, so we're, go- we're going down and, you know, been prepping the boat. Getting it ready to go. I had Andy... Uh, Hop in the boat with me and do some work on it just to get it ready for for the tournament. Uh, we did a couple more prop tests on it just to see if we get we're getting the uh, optimum performance out of the rig. And uh, we had a nice little play day with that. Switched out a couple props and took some boat rides and whatnot and wired it up for the Project X's that we're going to be using. Uh, and a little prototype. And, and a little proto. Yeah, that's it. I, nothing else could be said about this. Said about that. I'm not gonna. Except I dropped a nugget. You did. And I'm gonna lower my outboard because the boat's too wiggly. <laughs> if you hear that trim, that's a V4 four-stroke Johnson Evernor. Fast strike. It's a two-stroke. Okay, God. There. It was making noises as we were wiggling the boat. And Open. so, anyways, go ahead. Yeah, I got to tell you, getting. Last year when we went down, it was a lot more. It was easier on the mind. It's 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 a, a little bit different when you're taking your own rig. There's just some stress involved. I'm I'm sitting here sweating like you know we're doing this podcast, but I'm like, okay, is everything ready on that damn boat? I like okay, is the gas full? Is it fully charged? Do I have all the rods? Do I have all my baits? Let me ready? ask you this: You it, said fully. It's easier, it's easier to prep the truck. Yeah. So last year, what happened was you know I got the boat ready. We took my boat, we took the Lund, and uh, we took Vance's truck. He had a brand new truck, or, you know, fairly new truck. And I said, okay, you know, I'll prep the boat. And I did that a lot with Dale. Dale and I would be like, okay, we'll take your, actually, we fished out of Dale's boat. 
most of the time, and we would take my truck, and then when I got the lawn back then, you know, we, 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 we switched it up. It, there's a lot to get ready, just going over the, going over everything. I mean, it's a pretty long trip, and like you said, you know, getting that boat ready, especially for us, we haven't been out yet. Mm-hmm. You know, those guys are into it. The guys coming down from Wisconsin, Minnesota, four years we did that PMTT where, where they were like, yeah, I had to get a plow in to shovel four feet of snow out from my driveway so I could get my boat out to head to Kentucky. You know, that's how far behind. You know, so so you, you get people coming from all over the place. But, yeah, there's a lot of preparation for that first trip. And it's a lot more work. You worry about it more. I did the first, I did my first little guide trip the other day. And, uh, you know, I was like, oh, geez, i got to do this. But basically, it took me 10 minutes to get ready. Mm-hmm. And I took the guys fishing. <laughs> That's the same thing going to happen to us, you know. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. Yeah, okay. So you said batteries charged. Let me ask you this. Do you look at your, what do you have, a four bank? Mm-hmm. Four bank? Do you look to make sure the status lights on all of them are reading that they're charging? Mm-hmm. Okay, good. Yeah. Because I can I can pierce right underneath my little deck, and I'm like, okay, things are going good. Because mm-hmm. that's the worst thing in the world is you're like, I'm going fishing, and you're like, why are my batteries dead? And then you plug it in, you find out there's a bad connection or mm. something went bad. And yeah, I make I make sure that thing's charging. And you know, I I got stuck on the water once because of a battery, and I had to take the the batteries out of my uh, underneath my ba- my bow, and then I um had to connect it to to the big motor. So I'm I'm always just. Did you use a multi tool and a zip tie? What did I use? I used a wrench. <laughs> and, that, and, that, and that was it. I think I called you actually. Might have. I, why, why wouldn't I? If, I? if I have a problem on the water, it's, it's in speed dial. That's right. Yeah. Oh. We and and then another thing about about taking my boat is, I you know I just wanted to make sure that motor was was running, um, because there's only one of them. You know, it's it's. Now, you, you gotta, are you concerned about the brand new engine not running? Yes, <laughs> I I I am. We'll get we'll get into that. Uh, okay. We'll we'll get into that after all this dust settles. I you know I have that two hundred five competitor tiller. It was the first one. It's still giving giving me some headaches. We have we could talk a whole podcast about now. It, now let me let, let you know if we're gonna talk about this later. Let's let's kind of do with this. Are you worried uh, the headaches? Are they mechanical, caused by defects in the product? Or are they? They're human error from setup or user <laughs> from setup. Okay, mm-hmm. from setup. So it's it's been it's it's been pretty insane. Um, just the the entire experience has. I mean, you guys could touch revisit those podcasts. We you know it, it just continues. I basically you know opened up the garage, got the boat ready, and the, and it was just. The nightmare continued on it, and not what? not not like you should with a brand new yeah, yeah. and it's stemming yeah. all from setup. It's it's stemming all from setup. Okay, it's, it's it's all human error, and I've put so much time into it, hours of. I've put the thing has been on the trailer towed hundreds of miles. Yeah, hundreds of miles. That's if you have to take it up to Buffalo, that's at least <laughs> what a two hundred mile round trip. Yeah, mm-hmm. thousands of miles. Thousands, okay, thousands of miles, and uh, 
I just don't want to get into it right now. I, I, we got to stay, yeah. got to yeah. stay positive. I mean, you know, me and a- Andy worked on it to get it where it needs to be. It's going to be safe uh, to run, and we got to stay positive for this this tournament. I've 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 sweat about that boat so much. I mean, it, I, it, all I wanted to do is run. Do I mean, you, you think, go and you drop a bunch of money on a boat. That's all I wanted to do is just run. I do you think to, I want it to work? You're going to stop sweating about us this. When you can start using it three days a week, mm-hmm. so you think the anxiety is stemmed from the fact that you're looking at it and dragging it places more than you are I'm, using it. Absolutely. Oh, I, I believe that because it. I mean, last fall when we went fishing, I got a, I got to get out in, in the boat. There, you know, Vance didn't have a lot of anxiety. Well, we were still using it. Yeah. And, and and you use it right through the fall. It was just that it maybe wasn't the way you want it. The perfect setup, the perfect RPMs, all this kind of stuff. But you know, not, it was not even close. I mean, there was nothing wrong with it, but uh, it had well stuff. And now you're just sitting there thinking about it. But yeah, well, we're not going to think about it. I mean, we're going to get out there. We're going to fish. It's going to be fine. Yeah, we uh, and uh, once again. Andy diagnosed a problem with it, and we got it taken care of. It's running, it's running just fine now. It's 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 gonna work. There's just a lot of I drove it behind the scenes stuff that that has to happen before uh, I can uh, put it to rest. And, and you got a 36 volt trolling motor, right? I do. So that that could be our second motor. You could probably yeah. plane the boat out with it. Yeah. <laughs> we could fish the day if we have to. We'll with the trolling motor that would be that thing will, that thing will pull that, ain't gonna happen. that thing will pull happen. us yeah but like a, you know i was just anxious about about getting it set up because one like you yeah. said it's the first trip and we got a lot riding on this you know we're going down to a tournament and whatnot it's got to come through it's got to work for us so uh you know you just are on your toes about it and yeah. thinking about it. it was good to get it on the water and he said he me was, i just went and bought a truck so it doesn't you know, <laughs> it is what it is. We'll take my truck, and I gotta take a rod. There you go, and a box of baits. And I'll, I'll take some baits. Yeah. <laughs> now th- this is kind of funny because this year you're taking Vance's boat, getting pulled by Todd's truck. Yeah. The year before it was Todd's boat pulled by Vance's truck. Mm-hmm. We didn't. We, this group didn't fish the year prior to that, but the prior year to that one. Was my boat pulled by Todd's truck? <laughs> and I pulled it. That's right. That's for telling that. Yeah. <laughs> pulled it with the avalanche. That's right. Nice. We just can't seem to just hook one up to one one truck and. No, yeah. it's fun to change. We'll find, we'll find the right combo. Yeah. <laughs> Hopefully this year. Actually, maybe we'll quit buying stuff. <laughs> yeah, that would be a smart smart move. Yeah, I know I'm done buying stuff for a while. Well. Probably not, but, you know. Yeah. Probably not. <laughs> <laughs> I would say that. Big old bay boat. Yeah. Next year, you guys will be taking it down, and Vance will have a new truck. Those 621s yeah. are nice. Did you see the, the, speaking of glass, did you see the Lund boats? Those Lund glass? Yeah. Yeah, I've seen those. They look sick. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They're. Yeah. They make, they make a big tiller, too. They make, like, a, it's like a. 2008 or something like that. It's basically their pro guide. It just yeah, it's a nice looking boat. <laughs> oh, 
Unbelievable. I, I wish, you know, obviously I'm not in the market for a brand new boat. But if I was, I'd like to go to, like, this super marina that has, like, just um, an array. I'm like, okay, this is what I'm looking for. And then they'll take every brand's boat that's kind of fits the bill, and I can hop in each one. That would be nice to, like, test drive, like, a car. Yeah. You know? You could go to the Dodge, Chevy, mm-hmm. Ford. That would Toyota. be very nice. Wouldn't that be great? I, w- I certainly would have benefited from that. <laughs> God. Yeah. Well, see, I, I, like, like where I was getting at with, if the dealer doesn't set it up right, you run into headaches. You know, you could have gone to a dealer set up boat that was set up correctly, and you'd be like, oh, this is perfect, and then you get this one that is... I feel like we're talking about this too much. The listeners are going to be like, well, what the hell happened? Should I just... No, say- you should just leave them hanging. Uh, They'll tune in yeah. next week. All right. Yeah. I mean, it was, it's, it's nothing crazy crazy. Just Well, it could have been. <laughs> it could have been very crazy. Yeah. Been re- when you're sitting back there, I turn around and you're on fire. <laughs> I have to spray you down. Oh, yeah, that could, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> when you're on fire, <laughs> uh. spontaneous combustion. They're all treading water. Should I take my inflatable uh, life vest? Yeah, def- definitely. The funny thing is, is that since I know the ins and outs to all this, that could have been met in two different foo paws that that the dealer did. Wait, let me see if I can. Yeah, <laughs> it could have been yeah. taken two ways. I don't want to. I don't want to dock on the dealers because I don't know if they're going to make it right yet. If they don't, I'm going to make it famous. Okay, we'll that, deal with it later. That's what, we're going to make it famous. Yeah, we'll deal with it later. Yeah. Oh, we got a good. Vance and I are heading down to the Cape. <laughs> you guys are staying with Tony Grant. Stay at Tony's place. Always a good time. Got a report from Greg Thomas today. He said the water's down about a foot and a half. Water tanks. He said we're. 50, 58 to 65, depending on where you were. So, isn't that it's, their sp- be, it's supposed to be warm down here this week too? So, isn't that their spawning temperatures down there? Didn't Greg say that last year? I can't remember what he said. I mean, I know around here they say fifty to fifty to sixty, sixty on the upper end, fifty on the lower end. But I think they're spawning it down like that. We were prime tuning, and you know, we had it up into the 50s, and then it went back down, and when I put on the water, it was 46, and I had some other people tell me that they thought the fish were spawning right now, even though it wasn't in the, what do you think quote, about, unquote, perfect range, but I think the spawning will probably be done, which would be great, it's supposed to be warm this week, so. Oh, what do you, what do you think about last year with that, that crazy water, do you think that screwed up? Do you remember, do you remember what, I can't remember what the water temp was. Mm. I never paid attention. I was more worried about driving into running into a light pole or a tree or (laughs) a blue spruce. Yeah, Yeah. I mean, I never even thought about water temp, but they were spawn. I mean, they were most of those fish were pre-spawn last year Mm because the ones those guys caught up in those shallows, they were big fat things. Mm -hmm. Yeah, they were they were they were thick fish. But my guess is, I mean, we'll see. yeah, we're so yeah. what's uh, what's the game plan? Go down there, pre-fish. Do a little pre-fishing. Now, if you, if you get into a spot, now Todd and I didn't have the, you know, we we 
we had opportunity when we went down, but it's not we, we didn't boat a fish. If right. you're pre-fishing, let's just say you're casting an area or trolling an area, and say you have action going. Do you get out of dodge, or do you just say, let's catch fish, that's why we're here? I, I in, get in out of dodge. Yeah. Yeah. You, you sort of make sure something, you feel like something's really happened, and you get that out of dodge. Yeah. Okay. And then you just pretend like that place sucked? Hit a marker yeah, and go back to like it? Yeah, it didn't even exist. Yeah. Go back and say we didn't see anything. That's right. Skunked. All you were catching were you were snagging carp <laughs> by accident. Yeah, what when you guys? <clears throat> I mean, we we barely got the pre-fish last year. I mean, it was it was such a no. And neither did they. I think Andy. We left on. We we fished half a day Thursday, Friday, we did? and then the tournament Saturday Sunday, and we didn't. We even, fished a little bit Thursday. That's right. We left early. Yeah. yeah, we we did like four hours or something. Mm-hmm. Just got on the water. Made yeah. sure the Danger Ranger was running tip top. Yeah, the conditions were good that season. They were beautiful. We didn't, uh, you know, like you said, we had opportunities. We saw some fish casting. And, yeah. Did you That's see any during the tournament? There. You saw some during the tournament. Yeah. So right all is out. Remember that where I'm like, Mm-hmm. I'm fine just sitting on this spot the rest of the tournament, and I had that one that was yeah. would have put us top ten, yeah. maybe oh, even yeah. top five. Yeah, maybe. I mean, here, here's what you got to remember: even though the conditions were, were perfect, I mean, last year, as terrible as they were, there was as many fish. Or, it was a good tournament for down there. You know, you got a hundred teams, and I don't know when Dandy and I were down there. You had a hundred teams. There was about fifteen teams registered fish. I'm like, yeah, yeah, not a lot. You know. So, you know, I mean, you got to remember the guys, you know, those guys that are down there doing their trips, uh, casting's one thing, but, you know, a lot of those guys get into a lot of trolling and, you know, they're catching a lot of fish, but you got to, you know, in the tournament, you're down to one rod a man. It doesn't matter. You can troll it or you can cast it. It's one rod per person. But you've got guys down there that are, doing the, you know, guided trips, trolling all day with six or eight rods out. Yeah, eight rods, that's a lot. And if they get a fish or two, that's still one. If they get two fish, that's one fish for every two rods. <laughs> if they get one, you know, it, it, if they get one fish, that's a fish per six or eight rods. So uh, now you decide to troll, you have one pole, one bait. So you got to try to come up with something that you're at least confident in, whether, you know, you know, a bait, a speed, an area. Because when, when you decide to start trolling, it, it really doesn't give the trolling guys an advantage, and that's why they have it that way, one rod per guy. Mm-hmm. I think that, I, I personally think they should change the rules. And, and hear me out on this. If you're trolling, one rod per person. If you're casting, you can cast two rods. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Because your bait's in the water fifty percent of the time. Vance is giving me this look like Terrible. I can't believe you just said that. <laughs> I don't know. You know, we'll, we'll, who knows what the week will bring? I mean, I would certainly. We're gonna have fun. We're I would. I would time. certainly love to. You know, if we if we find find something nice on cast and that's. 
castable. I mean, I know that me and Todd would 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 cast. Do you need a Do you need a lesson on how to work a raptor? No, okay. only Mitch. <laughs> Is Mitch going? He he has to just for moral support. I mean, what do you mean he has oh, to win yeah. the tournament? Yeah, yeah. He does. I'd like to see you guys catch a fish. Or several on Mitch, and like on the Saturday when they when they have you talk, you can say, "Yeah, we caught it on Mitch," mm. and just leave. <laughs> and then the people that listen to the podcast in that room would be like, "Dang it, I need a Mitch!" <laughs> and everyone's like, "Goes like, what is that? Who is? What are they talking about? That? If that's the case, you're like, you're you're, you're going to have a third person. Time. That would be the, that would be the greatest story. Yeah. We're, we're, actually, we're probably going to do a lot of casting. And there's a couple of days that you have to uh, pre-fish, checking things out. We'll make a few trolling passes, let up, you know, set, set some of the lines, check out what's going on, where there's any weed growth. I have no idea. Uh, there's times when there's some early weed growth going on. We'll see. I'm excited just because I haven't fished in a while. Yeah. And we did that steelhead trip. That was literally the, like the last time I actually went fishing yeah. was the steelhead trip, which which was a was, which was more of a wild story in the end. <laughs> we spent more time in the truck driving around. We did. And then the time before that, I was thinking tonight. I think the last time I actually went fishing, fishing, not twenty minutes on the bank, was with you, Todd, and you caught that fish. Oh, geez, that was in, yeah. Was that November or December? That was in November. That was in November. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Vance has spent more time in the Ranger doing these podcasts than I have fishing in this boat in the last three years. <laughs> that's that that's true. That's that's true. That is very true. Yep. So it, it, I mean, it's a neat thing. You know, guys are fishing around here. That's why they have this tournament early like this. You know, the guys up in Wisconsin, Minnesota, they haven't fished since last fall and. Yeah, that's why I get some support. It's a good time. It definitely is. Yeah, we're going down there is cool. That Daniel Boone National Forest is real sick. And uh, yeah, was he a man? Daniel Boone. Daniel Boone <laughs> was a man. man. He was a big, big man. <laughs> we pronounce? Is it Danielle Boone? Daniel. 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 Yeah, he was a dude. That, that's the the song. I, I didn't get it. Daniel Boone was a man. Let's see. I, <laughs> okay. I'm a city guy. I don't know these like you know powwows you guys did before you went out in the woods and powwows, shot gi- giant bucks and stuff. I was <laughs> like, when's the Steeler game? When's the Steeler game? <laughs> the Pens playing? Yeah. Yeah. Great. I'll do that again. Groundhog Day. Yeah. Yeah. Go down there. It's gonna be great. Great little barbecue spot. Already thinking about that. Oh, geez, all-you-can-eat catfish? Was that yeah. Ale 8? Who knows what the catch of the day will be. Well, I, I remember going down there and having that, and that barbecue pit was... I, I, if I remember correctly, it was priced so reasonable, I felt like I was stealing. It was priced. I love that place. Yeah. That, place is, that place is the highlight of a trip to Cambron for me. Yeah. I mean, I love that, that place. yeah. Without, if, if there was anything to take back from last year, it was it was definitely that place. You get like an on, yeah. like a protein and these great sides for like under ten bucks. And they had yeah. like mounted ducks on the wall, big muskies, and yeah, it's like a big taxidermy shop in there. 
Yeah. I remember, Todd. I remember when I say ducks because I don't know the names, but I remember you saying that's a that's a duck that's sought after where we're at, and it was that big pintail. Yeah, pintails, and yeah. I've never shot a duck. I once, well, I did hit a goose once. I know that's not a duck. Do you guys <laughs> want to hear the story? Sure. All right. I was fishing um, on my river, and <clears throat> it was in the fall. Good day fishing. I had my buddy Tim in the back. And Todd, remember that big, I called it a jerk bait, that, that big, I wouldn't call it a failure either, but the bait I don't make anymore, that big one? Oh, yeah, yeah, the big panfish looking one panfish stuff yeah okay i was in and todd will know this location i was in the pines on my river and there was a there was a flock of geese coming down down the river and they were probably up 60 to 80 feet above the thing and i looked at i looked at tim i said should i he goes try to hit one i winged the bait straight up in the air i pegged one dead nuts in its belly uh i so you so you're saying you hit the goose, but you hit it with your... Oh, I thought you I, hit a goose. Well, yeah, that's why I led the story. But I threw that bait. I, I as, as hard as I could, I zinged it up in the air. Like vertically? Like I went oh, zoom yeah. straight up. Yeah. It, the bait went straight up. The, like, take a basketball and throw it at someone's stomach. And that's the sound it makes. <laughs> that yeah. goose rah, fell out of the air. Before it hit the water, it regained... And it flew back up and just kept going. No way. I thought for sure, because like I, the my blood ran cold when I seen that I hit it because I've tried to hit seagulls in the past. Yeah. But this one I pegged square, and it regained, joined its group, and kept flying. The bait just bounced off of it. Luckily. Unbelievable. But I hit a goose once. Nice shot. I can't <laughs> believe it regained and, and just. It did not hit the went water. Back it it fell. Usual. It lost altitude quick, and it it caught itself and kept Incredible. going. So. That's my goose story. That's incredible. So yeah, I hooked one when I was like, uh, I was, I was carp fishing with bread on the top of the water when I was younger, <laughs> and and I was with I was with my dad, and <laughs> and the way that we did it, I mean, I was little and like not, I was really hyper and stuff, so I put like the whole loaf of bread out. At once, so I mean, there's just like so you had to go get another loaf. Yeah, there's just giant amounts of bread all over the water, and then I'd have I'd throw one out there with the hook on it, and it's, I mean, it it's just like a a there a whole loaf of bread in the water broken up, <laughs> and this duck comes over, they're all just eh, 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 eh. they come over, and I'm seeing this thing. Did you watch it? I happen? know. I I have a decision to make at a young age because <laughs> I know that this thing is gonna eat every bread the, it can pick up. Every out of all the bread it's gonna pick up, it's it, it it's going after the one with my hook on it. Uh huh. And I have a decision to make. I know that it's gonna eat this thing. Do I pull it now and get it out of the way, or do I let this happen? <laughs> and you know, just see what happens. Hey, ma, watch this. Okay, so it eats it. And I set the hook, and I knew exactly. I knew exactly. I knew exactly what was going on. My my dad knew what was going on too, and he's like, "Damn it! Like, what are you doing?" I'm like, "I don't know. I thought it was a fish, and I damn well knew." <laughs> I just watched this. the thing, and he's watching me too because I'm all wide eyed about it. Uh, the, it was it was incredible. It took off left and right, airborne with this like carp outfit, big, you know, b- big windy reel, just spooled. 
to the nine, and it was flying all over the place. I was playing with the drag; it was taking off. There, I I believe that you know there was a lot of people there. It must have been a weekend or whatever. But <laughs> was this you know, a Tom and Tooney or something? It was. It was a little Indian Lake uh, around the McKeesport area. Okay, and uh, there there was people there trout fishing and stuff. It would be regularly stocked and whatnot. It was a weekend. We were doing that, and uh, so you got this essentially I'm, duck kite on, and it's yeah. I mean, it's going all over the place. It's taking drag, and I'm ripping it down, and it's hitting <laughs> the water, and you know, I look like the like a bastard kid, and. Everybody at this lake is staring at me, no, the, and I how? think I'm like I think I'm the cat's meow doing this stuff, <laughs> and I feel terrible that I did because I mean it was like cruel. It probably it doesn't chew it, so it swallowed it, right? I think that I might have like I think I like gut hooked it or something. Oh, I'll, that's terrible. I don't I don't know what the hell happened with it, but I mean it. We eventually got the thing in. And I don't know if we took the hook out or my dad got it. Because he took care of the whole thing once once it was close enough and tired out. I mean, and we, we, we left immediately after that because every everybody was looking at me and I was the bad kid that was there that day. And I got I got disciplined pretty hard for it. But and, and, and this was when you were twenty three. <laughs> I must I, I might I might have been like eight, nine years old. it was it was incredible. I just remember that thing like taking off and me just boom pulling it and it coming back down to the water. I don't know why people would be looking. I mean, that's 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 not very obvious. A duck. Oh, it was screaming, <laughs> and, and you know it's going in its normal trajectory, and then I'm just whipping it back down to the water. I mean, just imagine, just imagine in a couple years your kid doing that in front of everybody. Do you know what's going to happen? They're not going to be fishing. Yeah, it, it, I had a I had a bad I had a bad rap when I was a kid because I'd always get myself into those into those situations. But you know what I learned that I would never do it again. Probably because you got whooped. You know, and the thing is, my uncle did that too, and everybody talked talked about it and laughed, and they're like, "Oh yeah, it was a great story." But when I did it, I got I got in trouble, which which was <clears throat> which I couldn't grasp at that age. I was like, "What's the big deal?" You know, it's sad, but well, this is a great bleed in. Like next year, <laughs> anyone wanting to go fishing, money through fishing, <laughs> fish, the fish are not hitting. Vance will get you some good action. <laughs> He's um, have to st- duck, goose, seagull, anything you want. I'll, I'll teach we, you how to hit a flying, a flying goose. Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh! Yeah, that 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 was an experience. Were the carp hitting? Oh yeah. I mean, but they, it seemed like they wouldn't hit the one. I, I threw so much bread out there that they were eating all the other other pieces. And not one came up to that, but that damn duck. But it never crossed your mind to just not chum so much in that the odds are better that eventually they'll eat your hooked bread. I was young and I wanted to see fish. I wanted to see those mouths going. The more, the, more the better. Yeah. yeah. The... The flip side of all this is, you know, how I've been saying that's that's awful and all this stuff. We do the same thing to the fish. You feed, you, they think they're eating something, and then they're going to yep. swim away, and you're going to pull them right back to you, mm-hmm. just like that duck trying to get away yep. for its life. Mm-hmm. So really, it's I like mean, a hierarchy I... right there. A feathered friend of a duck, we all, ah, but that carp, who's just as beautiful... You're wanting him to swallow that dough ball faster than anything. It's so like, you can just do that 
huge bass ripping jig oh, hook yeah. set. That, it, or like in history class when people were like, you know, and two hundred and fifty thousand soldiers died, and everybody's like, mm-hmm. and they were on horses too, and they died too, and everybody's like, my God, animals. That's ins- that's terrible. One horse died. Yeah. Meanwhile, the city of Erie disappeared. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I was. It, I don't know what got us on the topic of that damn duck story. Uh, you you hit one. I hit one, but I also saw that yeah. pintail because I don't know really any ducks other than mallards. Yeah. And I always I always joke with Todd because Todd used to be, you used to do a lot of duck hunting, but I, I, I did some duck hunting. I don't know them all, but I know lots of times we go out to nice buffalo look at that. There's a or ruddy duck or they love Andy, bread Andy's always like it's a duck it's a duck I can tell <laughs> I a duck I saw a duck I don't know what kind it was it was a duck it was a duck a goose or a heron those are my water birds <laughs> that's true <laughs> yeah. let's uh let's okay let's transition into something that is is relevant to the fat easy musky uh podcast PMTT stories okay Todd, you have you have the most. Um, yeah, I have one. Well, one trip down there, but I don't have too many stories. Yeah, we didn't have very, 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 very many stories. We saw a giant eagle. There's if that's a segue there. A big bird. Nice. Remember that big one? Was that a gold golden eagle? Remember that? I think it was that Sunday of the tournament. Huge eagle. I can't remember. Okay. <laughs> Next story. Next story. <laughs> For yeah. Todd, I can't you touch. You touched base on something that was was really in, in, intriguing to me. Uh, for the, anybody who doesn't know about the PMTT, there's you know yeah. like four four tournaments. Todd, there used to be five. Yeah, there used to be four tournaments. Okay, there four used tournaments to be. and then an invitational. Mm-hmm. And uh, PMTT started in 1999, and we, we've touched. You know, we've talked about that. Mm-hmm. We talked about it the other time when we did the interview with myself. And, uh, you know, Dale and I, you know, when he put your talk on the list and he had St. Clair on there, like, okay, let's do this. But, uh, yeah, starting in 99, most of those tournaments that year had like 40 to 50 people in them. You know, it was the first year, or teams, rather. Mm-hmm. And uh, got a little bit bigger the second year. Got a lot bigger the third year and the fourth year. You know, right now there's not as many people competing as there was probably that third through the seventh or eighth year of, of the PMTT, that's when there's, you know, they used to have 150, uh, 150 uh, team fields. Uh, now, would that be full? Were, is a that, lot of them were filling up. Is that a full then. tournament, Todd? 150 is full? Yeah, 150 were, used to be the full. They dropped it down to 125. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, a... But, uh, you know, a lot of them were filling up. It, it it was really big in 2001 through 2000, maybe six or something. And that's when, the, that's when you had a lot of the other tournament series, you know, they started a Wisconsin tournament trail on a, an Illinois tournament trail. And the numbers went down a little bit. I mean, there's still, you know, I think as low as it got was a lot of times there were 70, 80 teams in, in, in most of the tournaments, but now a lot of those other ones have folded and, you know, the PMTT is back on top. Uh, which I, I mean, to me, it always was on top because they do go to, you know, different states and stuff. But uh, yeah, there was there was a hundred and twenty some at the cave last year, and then 
there, yeah. I, I think it's it's regaining some steam there because there was there there was a, a a tournament that even sold out last year. Yeah, yeah, I believe it was probably the Three Lakes chain up in northern Wisconsin. That one usually comes close. If it doesn't fill, it usually fills up. Yeah, it's a very popular yeah. area. Hundred a lot of local people doing it, but. Uh, Hundred boats is is a lot, but I might be jumping around a little bit with it. But that one year that you and Dale did it, mm -hmm. and at the end at the end of the tournament, there's a, an opportunity at the at the uh, Ranger Cup. You could win a boat. The Invitational. The Invitational. You can win a boat. Um, yeah, yeah. They do three. It, it, it used to be four tournaments, and then they would invite the top fifty teams. You had to do at least two, you know, there, there, there have been rule changes. You had to do at least two, uh, at least two of the four to, to qualify. And, and it would take the top 50 uh, point, point scoring teams, and you got invited to go to the Invitational. That's the way they used to do it. Now they take the top 35 teams, and there's only three. So I believe you still have to do like two of them. You can't just go fish one and do pretty good and, 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 and get in, you know, the rules change, have changed a bit, but, uh, yeah, that, that's, that's the way it was set up. I was on the rule of rules and ethics committee for two or three years back when they first started it. Uh, you know, we were coming up with different things and, you know, we changed the point system around because at the beginning they had, uh, uh, you know, you could go to one lake and catch like five fish. You got all these points and you went to the next lake, you'd win the tournament would only catch one fish, but they added up your total points. You know, and that was deemed as uh, sort of unfair, but it was like, you know, they made it a point a point scale that it didn't matter. If you won, whether you caught 10 fish or one fish, you got the same amount of points. Mm. And there's been lots of point changes. I mean, we could talk about that for a long time, too. But, yeah, there used to be four and an invitational. Now they're down to three, three and an invitational. And uh, get invited, you go and you fish for the for the uh, for the boat. Did uh, my memory serving me correctly or not? I think I overheard somebody say that there was actually a skunk put up at the at the Invitational the one year. Did that happen or am I crazy? Yes, yeah, they had that at the uh, at Green Bay. Mm. Which is, you know, as a place is putting out these giant fish, you know, I, I've never fished it, but, you know, I mean, you see them. But, uh, you know, the weather was foul, and they raffled off the boat. They raffled off the boat. Now, raffled off, like, 100 bucks a ticket, or <laughs> everyone goes... No, 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 I think it was whoever was there. They just pulled a number. Man. And then, was you that, know. was that, the, like, the winner of the Whether PMTT? they had 35 teams or 50 teams, I can't remember what it was, but, you know, you had one... And it's about the same as when you do a tournament. <laughs> but they just, they pulled one out of the hat and nobody caught a fish. The weather was really bad. And wow. That, you know, that, that's a problem with corn. You know, some of these great bodies of water we have just don't put out huge numbers of fish. And especially when you go to the big bodies of water, you know, the weather can really, <laughs> can really hinder, hinder what's happening. As a result, and, and and that's what happened there. You know, they went to a great body of water where there's some giant fish being caught with big expectations, and uh, yeah, it just didn't happen. 
I mean, I, I wasn't there. I just read about it. And I mean, I know, I, I you know, it's happened at, uh, you know, places like Leech Lake and things. And it's happened anytime you go to St. Clair. I mean, you could have a tournament at St. Clair when it's all blown up. And uh, as great as St. Clair is, you there's think- not going to be many fish caught in a storm situation. Mm, if you can't fish it. Because, <laughs> no, yeah. I fished, the first year they had it in 1999, we fished at St. Clair, and, uh, you know, there was guys lost their boats. What, they just... Like, they, no, oh, sunk. I was going to say, what, they just woke up one day and didn't know where it was? No, no, they, <laughs> they, they sunk their boats. That's why they're a little leery. One of the huge bodies of water. I think I, I think I remember everybody talking about that, and that's another thing about mm-hmm. going to these things. You could just listen to fish stories for forever. And somebody was talking about the tournament, and it was the the guy that was actually speaking to us. He was like, "Yeah, I sank my boat. Like I lost my yeah. boat. My boat that day. We came in and like lost it, maybe like a hundred feet from shore or something like that. Mm-hmm. Insane. I mean, I could not imagine that. I wonder if there was a load of musky lore twenty six thousand tons more. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. that's. That's brutal, but how how close did you did you come with Dale to t- t- tell the story yeah. about the, the the invitational? Yeah, that's the one I don't really okay. I don't know much about this and t- talk about okay. the whole year because uh, okay, so two thousand and one it was the same year that Dale and I won the team of the year. Uh, we we never went to the one up in northern Wisconsin. It's always the same week that we used to go to. So you had four four tournaments and then the Invitational. And uh, we would fish three, and we always skipped the one up in Wisconsin. That's when we went to Canada. And I didn't want to give that up. And, and uh, we we made it to that Invitational that year. We got fish at uh, Minnetonka. We got fish at Cape Run. We won at Fox Chain. So those are the three we did. And uh, So you're riding high. Yeah. Yeah, we go into it, and I can't even remember if we were placed first or whatever. But, you know, we were up there, and we went out the first morning at the Invitational at, at the Waukee Lake. Where? That was one of the lakes where, where you know, I, I, I couldn't even tell you who it is. I have no idea who this guy was, but one of the guys says, you just, you guys aren't going to catch anything here. They don't hit trolling. They don't hit big lures. Da-da-da. Not that we were trolling great big lures, but we were trolling, you know, head shakers, seven-inch lure, and eight-inch jointed. But, uh. Yeah, we went out, and, and I mean, we, we right off the bat, I mean, we got a fish. You know, we had a little bit of action pre-fishing. We explored the lake. It's not a real big lake. If I remember correctly, maybe 3,500 acres. Actually, actually, it's like a little mini Chautauqua bass. It was like there was a, uh, you know, the one end was like a deeper basin. The other one was real shallow weeds and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Of course, we went to the shallow weedy spot, and... Uh, and we hit the other end one day and came back. And, yeah, we got like a 30, 39, and a 38 inch right off the bat. In the Locked tournament. The fish. In, in, yeah, in, in, the, in, the, in the Invitational. And, uh, you know, lost another fish. We were like one of the only boats trolling. And then uh, we started seeing a lot of guys trolling. But, uh, yeah, we caught a third fish. Got it, you know, brought it in. We laid it down. It was so close to making it that, uh, you know, I just didn't feel comfortable putting it back without calling judges. We called the judge over. We could pinch that tail down to about, it had to be 34 in that tournament. And uh, we, we, we could pinch the tail down to about eh, 33. And 
15, 16. <laughs> you know, it just, it, you know, we did, we could, you know, we laid it down. It was 33 and a half. We pinched the kale. It, it was 33 and three quarter. We had to let, leave it go. And, uh, Damn. we ended up taking fifth with the 38 and the 39 incher, but yeah, that, uh, so you're talking about a quarter inch right there that would have made a big difference for us. <laughs> would that would have, would that have sealed the deal? I, I'm not sure. I to look. At, I, I know we would have probably been if we if we if we wouldn't have won the boat, we would have been second. Uh, that quarter inch was the difference between first first or second and fifth. Well, yeah, put up. yeah, yeah. There wasn't a whole bunch of fish caught. We were tied for fifth with with another team. But, uh, because you could have registered another fish, that would have put because you. Because we out. could have registered the other fish, yeah. I mean, so so basically, we caught one that was a quarter inch short. We caught a thirty-three and three quarter, and it was like it never happened. You know, you you you, you get nothing for it. Yeah. Now ex- <laughs> you could catch five of them. Explain the scoring process for anybody out there who doesn't know. Let me see if I can remember this. You get you get points. You get like. Uh, X amount of points for a thirty-inch or thirty. It depends. Every every lake is different. You for know, a minimum, they have different size size limits. When we get down to the cave, they're going to accept thirty-inch fish. So a thirty-incher is going to get you, uh, I believe, it's ten points. I, I can't. I, I can't remember. I I, I I should know all that right off the top of my head, but I don't really think about it that often. You get X amount of points for a legal fish, and then you get a point for every quarter inch after. Okay, so I do know that. So whether it's ten, twenty, or thirty, you get for a fish. Now, some lakes you go to, like when, when they went to Chautauqua the first time, when I got to fish at Chautauqua, uh, they didn't wave anything, so you had to get a legal size fish. So it started at forty. I know people that got six fish under forty inches. I'd be mad. Tournament, and but they didn't. They got nothing. You had to get a forty inch or else it didn't count. Uh, most of the PMTT events start with a 34-inch size limit, so it's got to be 34 to register. Uh, on, 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 obviously, a lot of places have much more than a 34-inch size limit, so they got to get that wave from the state to say these guys are going to handle. You know, we will allow us to handle these fish to get them registered for the tournament. So the first year they went to Chautauqua, which was 99, that didn't happen. You had that 40 inches. And then they went there again for the Invitational with Mike Money and Kevin Sellers. We've talked about those guys before. They won. I believe it was 2005 or six. They won the Invitational. But that year, it was done. You know, they got a wave that you guys can handle the fish that are 34 and over. So, you know, if you got a 34, between 34 and 40, you could still call and get, get the thing judged. Okay. So I mean, It sounds complicated, but it really... You know, it really isn't, and the rules have been changing. Right. Uh, so I just, you know, just as an example, let's just say minimum size is thirty-four, and you catch mm-hmm. a thirty-four incher, and you're going to get ten mm-hmm. points for catching a fish. Okay. Mm-hmm. So and you, then you get ten points for a release. I don't know what they're going to do now. We'll find out when we get down there because now it's all digital cameras. Yeah. But you used to get X amount of points for that fish, whether it was ten, twenty, or thirty. I can't remember. And then every quarter inch gets you a number. So a 34 and a half gets you whatever you get plus two. Yeah. <laughs> I want to think when we went, I thought it was 30 points for a fish. Yeah. Because okay. it was 30 uh, yeah, inches. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You might be right. I get musky zinc in pointing systems. It, yeah. 
Right. Yeah, you're probably right. That's why I said 10, 20, 30. I think you might get a 30 points for a fish. Okay. And then you get 10 points for release. So, it, like, just... points for the... Yeah. Every quarter inch over. Yeah. So, I'm going to do a basic, you know, for anyone out there that's trying to understand this that might not have it yet. Let's just say the minimum size is 30 inches. And you catch two mm -hmm. fish in the tournament. The one fish is 30 inches. So, you're going to get 30 points for catching that fish. And if it swims away good, you get an additional 10 for that fish. So you get 40 points for that 30-incher. Your second fish that you caught was a 40-incher. So you're going to get 30 points for getting that fish there. So mm -hmm. then since it is, you're getting 4 points per in inch, a point for every quarter inch above the minimum, you're going to gain an extra 40 points on that fish. So mm -hmm. you're going to have 30 points for the fish, 40 extra points for it being 10 inches longer, then you're going to get an additional 10 if it swims away good. So your 30 inches worth 40, your 40 inches worth 80. You would come to the weigh-in, or I guess that's what you'd call it, with 120 yeah. points for the fish, that you, the two yeah. fish you've caught. I should, I, should, I should have looked that up before we start talking about this point thing. Mm -hmm. I think you're right with that 30, 30 points. Yeah, but it's it's going to be all different this year. We're gonna we'll figure out yeah, what yeah it, we'll find out because we'll that how they're, how they're going to do it. You know, they, they usually had a judge boat, and they come yeah. over and and agree with the size of the fish. And Did they have on agree. a big wig that was curly with a with a mallet? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yes, a whole a whole jury was there. A jury. Mm-hmm. Oh, jeez. There was a couple in the boat. Twelve angry men. Mm-hmm. And. Uh, you know, they're doing the digital camera now, so I'm curious to see how they're going to do that. And, you know, how do you know if the thing f swims away? you got to got to sign up for yeah. Periscope. Take yeah. a really good yeah, picture I mean, of the bump. I, 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 I don't know how that 10-point release thing's going to work. We'll find out when we get done. I really haven't spent a lot of time. I'm going. We're going. We're going to figure it out. But, you know, the, you know, the tournament fishing is totally different. I mean, I... It really put a lot more in it when, when Dale and I decided to do it. We went and did it, and, uh, you know, it was a lot of fun. It added a lot to catching, I mean, what's the big deal catching a 35-inch fish or something? You know, there, there really isn't that big of a deal to it. But it is when you're in a tournament, <laughs> you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. it, uh, you, know, it, you know, it could be re really exciting. You know, uh, the tournament that Dale and I won at the Fox Chain Lakes, I mean, you had 100, I think it was 126 boats there. Uh, you know, a lot of big names fishing. And, you know, Dill and I caught one fish on Saturday and one fish on Sunday. They were like 36 and three quarter and 38 and a half, something like that. We were the only team to double up. We won a lot of money <laughs> <laughs> by catching those two fish, you know, one fish each day. Uh, that's. That's the fun of tournament fishing, and it can be a game of inches. Like uh, I, as we were just talking about, that little quarter inch on that fish that we caught in 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 uh, in Wisconsin, there, Pewaukee Lake. That quarter inch could have meant a lot to us. Another one, you know, Dale and I, Dale and I were fishing at uh, at Leech Lake. We talked about that a little bit one time, and Dale got a fish first thing in the morning. Same thing. I mean, we pulled it in, we laid it down, and. and uh, Took quick measurement. I mean, it, it was one of those fish that was so close. It's like I have to call a judge. I can't. I, I don't feel right releasing this fish uh, without having the judge come. So the judge came, and uh, once again, 
You know, you laid it down, it was about 39 and a half. I pinched the tail. I could get it a little bit over 39 and three quarters. But the judges are watching and, uh, you know, not that I'm trying to get more, more than it's, than it is. It is what it is. Because eventually they're like, we're not, it's not getting it. And eventually you just pick the fish up, throw it back in the water. Which that's not a big deal to have, have that fish at that point until you go out and we caught a 42 and a half. <laughs> mm-hmm. Now, you know, we had this fish that was 39 and three quarters. I, I said throughout the tournament that we did, which I didn't do them all. We did it for four years and I've been to Cape Run maybe three times since. But uh, if I could have spread out one inch worth of musky over those three years, we could have probably. We might have won a boat, <laughs> and it's probably another twenty or thirty thousand dollars. We're gonna add it a little bit here and a little bit there, but you know, if they don't make it, they don't make it. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, so yeah. I mean, you know, at least Lake we got a thirty-nine and three-quarter, and we got, you know, you don't get any points for it. That little, that thing with eight, just a couple more perch. Mm-hmm. Now, did did you and Dale like? <laughs> you like put on leather gloves and you lip it and, and Dale grabs the tail and you give it a little bit of chiropractic adjustment? <laughs> no, 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 we didn't do that. I mean, we just caught them and caught them and did what you're supposed to do. Uh, Has there anybody that you know of, and, and uh, you know, I don't, you probably don't know, been caught cheating on the tournament? You know, I know Patriot of. style. No. Mm-hmm. Not on the pro muskie trail. I mean, on the bass trail, they get people all the time. Yeah, because you know the only reason why that stemmed was I saw on Facebook the last couple of days that video of that guy that pulled up that big blue barrel at, at, at a lake that was going to have a big bass tournament. Did you guys see that mm-hmm. one? Mm-mm. No, I, did, I didn't see it. It's that. a 55 gallon drum. This guy got you don't see him picking up out of the water, but he, he opens up the lid and there's all these bass with all these call tags on them already. Hmm. Yeah, nice, nice bass. You know, so. You know, all you have to do is just go over it, fill your live well with that, and, you know. Oh, but, yeah. I mean, they, you know, they catch people in the bass parts all the time. For the, I mean, not all the time, but, I mean, I mean, it's happened around here locally where someone saw somebody go over and tie a, you know, basket around a tree, and they kept an eye on it. And, you know, then they caught the guy going over there and pretending like he was bass chicken, and he pulled the basket up. It was just one of those little people eyes. Had some bass in there. It's going to be harder to do in musky fishing. I mean, out of all the years, I, I would like to think that there was no cheating going on, but I think I'm naive to say that nothing's ever happened. Mm-hmm. But I also wouldn't go if I thought it was a high chance of that. You know what I mean? I would never be involved in something like that. I'm not going to do it. I know most of the people I know aren't going to do it. I mean, uh, could happen. I guess there's. I guess there's ways it could happen, but I. I, it, you know, I think it's a little bit harder with what we're doing, uh, you know, with the muskies, because you're not depending on taking how, a whole bunch yeah. of them in, you know, I don't know. <laughs> depending on the measurement, I'm, I'm curious to see what we're going to find out about how they want us to measure them, if, if it has to mm-hmm. be on a bump board. I mean, some of those people, let's be honest, when you measure them with a tape, there's a quarter inch, and oh, yeah. who cares about the fishing story in the picture yeah. at that point? And I when do. You got, I, I, you got I, money I on the line. I used to do it for years when we were doing the, uh, you know, as we talked about, it goes back to the boat conversation and stuff. I wasn't going to pick these little fish up and lay them down on the bottom of the boat and get this official measurement. I mean, <clears> we would pick a fish up, run a tape across it, mm-hmm. 
and not even touch the fish. It would be on the bug. I'd say, okay, it's, it's 33. You call it a 33 and you go. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I wasn't fishing for <laughs> a tournament. X amount of dollars. Yeah. You know what I mean? It was just like, I just felt like I'm not going to put this fish through all this and this big extravagant lay it down and, mm-hmm. you know, put it on the bump board and do all this. I mean, that way we could do it, never touch the fish, put it back in the water and, and run with it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, uh, you know, they, I guess, I guess now you have to have a bump board to do the tournament. You got to have the digital, uh, camera. They're going to give you a, uh, what's it called? A CD card or SD uh, card. Yeah. SD They're card. going to give you yeah. a memory card. SD card. You got to get the picture and it says right there, you know, you have to, before you release that fish, make sure you can see that nose touching the bump board. And you can see that tail measurement, or they'll disqualify the fish. They they did it a couple times last year. They did not have any issues. Uh, you know, everybody's still on board with it. I think it's going to be easier in the fish. You know, some of these places you weren't even allowed to bring the fish in. So you know, if the lake had a forty-inch size limit, they would allow you to. Hold, you know, uh, do the measurements and stuff with the fish if they were only 34, if that's what they weighed, but you couldn't bring that fish on board and put it in a live well or transport or anything. You had to sit there, hold the fish in the net. Uh, I never really got involved in that that much. I, I can never remember us having to hold one in a net. Most of the places we just threw it in a live well. And, uh, you know, some places you were allowed to transport, but that's where you get into the uh, you know, the hairy part of it, you know, what you're allowed to do. So this way these fish are going to get caught and released just like the musky guys are going doing every day. I think it's going to be easier in the fish in the long haul <laughs> rather than waiting for a judge and, and uh, you know, sitting there holding them in a net and trying to get them untangled. Mm-hmm. Or just sitting there holding them with the bug on their lip. Yeah. I'm kidding. That's, yeah. that's, <laughs> I'm kidding. that's what I did. I mean, <laughs> yeah, back he, then, he, I mean, we, we, oftentimes we netted the fish, put the boat on it, and I just sat there in the water and I was holding it on the boat. <laughs> oh, I thought you meant like you'd bogey the fish, you'd just pick it up right out of the boat and just hold it straight out <laughs> with the fish vertically hanging till the judge boat came. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I used to just hold them or throw them in the <clears> bottom <throat> of the boat. Oh, yeah. Till the judge came. <laughs> no, no, no. That's not how it happened. Keep them wet. No. I mean, the tournament fishing, it, it, I mean, it's fun. It, 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 I mean, to me, it's fun. That's why I'm still going down. Uh, now, you know, there, there's that extra thing. You know, it's really cool to be able to know that you have the chance at that. And uh, everybody's got the chance. I mean... There's been people that caught their first... I was at tournaments where the people that were standing on the podium caught the first muskie that they ever caught. They just jumped in the tournament, you know. So everybody got a chance. But you got to feel like, you know, I wouldn't be going if I didn't feel like I got a good chance of winning. <laughs> mm-hmm. But, you know, there's ups and downs. Like I said, there's little quarter inches. You know, look at that. You know, we went to the Fox Chain Lake. We caught two fish. And we won the whole tournament. I mean, that's crazy. That that's where it can come down to where anybody could win, you know. And I mean, we had some nightmares in the tournaments. Dale and I, the first time we went to Cave Run, 
I mean, if you look at the results, it doesn't look this way, but, I mean, we still consider it the cave run nightmare. So it was 1999. They had it in the fall that year. I'm going to say it was in October or October. And uh, we went down there with ideas to, you know, we're going to troll. And pre-fishing, we start casting. We find we, we find this area. Don't see a whole bunch of people fishing it. And uh, we pulled in, like, on Friday Late after, late late afternoon, and uh, well, I, we we start seeing these fish, you know, hitting. We we boated a couple, and we got out of there pretty quick. And it was like, <laughs> now what are we gonna do? And uh, go to the you know, barbecue we pit. There. What's that? Go to the barbecue pit. That's what you do. Yeah, that's probably <laughs> what we did. Went to the barbecue pit. The whole time we're like, okay, we're going to start the morning, we're going to go down there, we're going to troll the outside edge of that little weed bed that we find all these fish in. We get down there, we didn't fish for 10 minutes. I get a fish on, I get it up I get it up near the boat tail stand with a net, it's 10 feet off the corner of the boat, probably like a 38-incher, fish comes up, fish comes off. Lose it. Mm. Turn around, I put the same lure back out. We go up about 50 yards off the shoreline, turn around, go back back to the same place, and we'll off again. I'm reeling the fish in. Dale's standing there with the net. I get it 10 feet off the boat. And he just jumps out of the water, shaking his head. Lord goes flying. I mean, these are fish that leave you almost start taking a swipe at, but they're just too far away. Lose that fish, probably a 36-incher. So now we're, we're, we're two down, you know, and the tournament's like half hour in. I mean, these fish hit bam, bam, trolled a little bit longer. I can't even remember the, the scenario, but the reason we call it the cave run nightmare was we, uh, we caught two sub legals. We got a 34 and a half casting at jerk bait, but going into the second day, there's like maybe 20 minutes left in the tournament. And uh, we had one fish registered, and we had hooked up with 10 fish. Oh, oh my goodness. And then at one point, right after we caught one, I caught one cast, and we caught like a 34 and a half. And, uh, you know, we don't usually net those fish, but, you know, we were in a tournament, so I'm fighting the fish. I hook it. I'm up in the front of Dale's boat, you know, I take it down back, I jump back, boom, he nets it, gets all tangled in the net, and we're doing all this stuff, and uh, we get it untangled, we run it over to the judge boat, and we come running back, I throw like two or three casts, boom, another one on. So I get the fish on, get up to the boat, it was it definitely larger than the 34 and a half, you know, probably not a whole bunch bigger, but 36, 37, and it, it comes by the boat, and it's, it's, you know, and Dale's standing there, he's got the net. After the big debacle we just went through with the, you know, trying to get that fish out of the net, as it, as it swam by, I mean, I looked and I was, it, I, I could see hook prongs sticking through its face and everything, and I was like, you know, just bogus that thing. You know, we know what to deal with the net, you know. And uh, so, you know, he, he lays the net down, and I, I bring the fish over, and he grabs the, he grabs the line, he reached down. He goes to Boga, and, you know, thrashed a little bit this, and uh, took a little run. The fish came off. Uh, oh. So that would have been number two. Now, the, 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 the kicker of the story is, now we are very disgruntled at this point. You know, we have this little 34-and-a-half-inch, all these other opportunities, 
couple sublegal. Not all of them would have been legal, but we have one fish out of ten hits registered. Like I said, some of them were sublegals, uh, and we're like trolling, and uh, we're sort of putting things away. We're getting ready to go off, you know, go you know go back in and call it a day, and we're really bummed. And yeah, my rod goes off, and uh, big fish. Nice fish, you know. We're fighting the fish. It comes by the boat, and I'm telling you, it's the, the skin on the upper lip. It's an eight-inch plug, an eight-inch jointed wily, and it, it is hooked by the skin on the upper lip. So I am like back in the drag off, oh <laughs> and, and we're we're playing with this fish. We take it around, and it, it's going absolutely crazy. Every time it would run, I would file down and would just feed it line because <laughs> I do. I mean, I could have pulled that hook out. I could have just went boop and popped it right out. And uh, long story short, we ended up, we got that fish in. They'll put it in that. We took it in. It ended up, we got big fish in the tournament. <laughs> it, was, it was 44 and a half inches. And uh, I think we ended up in fifth place, but, and we got big fish. But we still call it the cave run. Nightmare. And you would have ran away. All the other, yeah. If we would just had a normal... 50% average. 50% average, we would have absolutely ran away with it. We had so many opportunities, you know. And that is when, we, I mean, the tournaments were new, you know. This how stupid we were not to net that fish. The net would have gave us the win. Oh. You know, if we would have net, just netted that fish. But with what just happened with netting that little 34 and he got all tangled up, you know, I hate... I hate net. No, I'm, I'm a lot more familiar with nets now because I do a lot of guiding, and uh, we net them all the time. So that's like fourth and gold. <laughs> that's like fourth and gold. Do you take? Do you kick the field goal or do you go for it for the seven? <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was just it, it was just so simple. I mean, we were just fishing. You know, all we were doing was fishing, and I would have never netted that fish in a normal instance. I would have just picked it up with a bow gun. Take the hook out or cut it out or whatever, but uh, you know that's just the way we fish, and that's still the way I fish. Now I fish a little differently when I'm guiding. I mean, we net tons of fish that I would never net, but uh, yeah, you know, to me the nets are just a pain. But uh, yeah, we decided at that point anything that that we feel is close, we will put it in the net <laughs> yeah. in a tournament, and uh, yeah. That was the difference between fifth place and the big fish and a win, oh. hmm. which was quite a few thousand dollars. Mm. But uh, yeah, lots of lots of I had lots of stories, and we didn't even do that many. You know, we did four, sixteen. We did like sixteen tournaments, and uh, I did I did look at that number out of the sixteen. We we placed in in seven of the seven of our sixteen that we did. Doesn't sound like a lot, but it's it's close to fifty percent. Right now, that's placed. Now, were there times you now by placing that's tenth place or better, correct, or fifth place? Well, that's changed to tenth, and that can't even remember. So sometimes they paid out fifteen, sometimes they paid out the. But by placing is you got money. By placing means we, we, we turned in fish, but I believe we turned in. I think every time we did, we placed. You know what I'm saying? Okay. 
I think the one time the cave run, we got like 12th place, which didn't pay out, but it paid towards the, uh, you know, it didn't pay money, but it, 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 it put us into the invitational ranking, you know, because you, you, cause you scored a fish. Mm -hmm. Okay, so I got a challenge for you guys. I've been leading up a long time about this challenge. Mm -hmm. are, are you ready? I'm ready. Are you going to accept it? Well, geez, you, you should like say. No, no th this is one of those things you got to answer yes or no first. You're all about these little crazy challenges and competition and stuff. Yeah. I got to get you guys pumped. I don't want you guys to win. I want you. Oh, that's real nice of you. I want you to win team of the year with this tournament. With this tournament. You get so many points. Or you can't do that now. So yeah. Well, yes, you can. That's the, that's because old, you guys are going to register so many fish. Now, you're going to have to go fish the other tournament. You'll have to do another one. Mm -hmm. But I want you guys to catch so many fish that are so large that you'll get so many points. <laughs> you just show up to the next tournament, and you're just like, I'm staying in the hotel. I paid for this. I'm on a one-way <laughs> flight yeah. to the invitation. That's, that's the way the scoring used to be. They did it as each, each tournament you just scored as many fish as you could catch or the, the points, but they don't do it now. Like, if you win, you're going to get 150 points. That's all you can get. It doesn't matter if you, you get on to cave run and catch 32 fish. Well, then that blows my challenge out of the water. It does. Yeah, your challenge is not... That's the, Yeah, they, we changed that when we were doing that. I like that we, challenge. Back when I was on the uh, rules and ethics, because it was, you know, that's what people said. So you go to one body of water, fish are biting real good, and somebody racks up all these points. Dang it. <laughs> a win is a win. They're on to me. They're on to you. They're, I was going to accept that challenge, too. To win it all. I, I, I hope we go down there. I will accept the challenge fish. that we're going to go down there, and we're going to fish. And we're going to... The plan is to win. Yes, it is. Plans don't always come together in musky fishing, but that is our plan. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and there's going to be like 120 mm -hmm. other boats that have the same plan as us. Mm -hmm. <laughs> That's the fun so, of it. But we'll do our best. You know, there's only two places. There's first place and there's last place. Mm -hmm. I don't look at these musky tournaments as that. No, that, 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 I, I think that was a quote from Talladega Nights. Oh, yeah. if, you if you ain't first, you're <laughs> last. That's right. That was yeah. the quote. If you ain't first, you're last. If you ain't first. This one on one. We come was... home. If we come home with some fi a fish on the board, I will deem it a success. If we come home with a win, I will definitely deem it a success. But, okay, uh, if, if you guys come home with a win, when I was into motocross, you always got these little fox and crossbone stickers when you'd win a race. Mm -hmm. What am I going to put on Vance's boat if you guys win? Mm. <laughs> <laughs> the fox and crossbones. The fox and crossbones. There it is. <laughs> Start a trend. <laughs> And whoever wins tournaments after that, expect a fox and crossbones sent in the yeah. mail to you. Compliments of Fat AZ. Yeah. If you guys win. If you guys don't, we're not trend-setting. Yeah. Oh, yes, we are. If, if you win out there, expect it in the mail. But you have yeah. to first contact me with, with documentation, and then I yeah. will print you out one. You yeah. And it has to go on your outboard. <laughs> it has to be plastered on your outboard. And the fox and crossbones is not going to look like the little fox symbol and crossbones. 
It's going to look like the logo of Fat AC Muskie products. <laughs> Advertisement. I mean, the, tour, the, you know, the tournaments are just, you know, it's just fishing. There's that added adrenaline rush when you catch something. But, uh, you know, it, 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 it comes down to fishing. When we were fishing at, uh, at, uh, out in Minnesota, Lake Minnetonka, out of all the lakes I went to when I was doing the PMPT, that's the one, man. I love that lake. Beautiful weeds. A lot of guys thought it was too weedy, but for us, where we live, that's not too weedy. I hear uh, people complain about that lake. Was there a lot of pleasure boaters? Well, there can be. There wasn't when, you know, there wasn't. That's the big complaint. It's like one of the busiest lakes in the United States or something. It's right in. When we fished it, it was nine. It was the uh, week of. We left. We left on 9 11. Mm. So Dale and I are getting ready to pull out that evening, and, you know, buildings are tumbling down in New York City. Mm. And, uh, you know, I called Tim with Lackey. He ran it and was like, Tim, what's going on? He's like, Todd, there's guys there. I mean, there's people there. There's, right now, let's <laughs> not, stuff starts happening. We're having a tournament. I don't know what to say. So Dale and I are like, okay, I guess we're going. We listened to the radio the whole time as we're leaving, and uh, you know the plan was to get a motel room on the way out, but you couldn't find any of those because the airports were all closed. And uh, every motel, I think, I mean, we we pulled off and slept a couple hours in a at you know at a roadside rest. We just drove drove straight through, but. Uh, I, I made that, that I made that drive that 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 Mintonka mm-hmm. Lake, if I pronounced it correctly. That's right there, St. Paul, Minneapolis area. It, 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 yeah, it's right there. Because during the tournament, they they opened the air the airs the air up again, and uh, I think it was on. I can't remember. If it was Saturday or Sunday when they said planes could start flying again. You and you know we could see them taking off from. Well, taking off, but we could see them circling the airport, and we hadn't seen any planes in a while. That was weird. I remember that, looking up and not seeing any yeah, signs of jets. Mm. Yeah. Mm-mm-mm. Yeah. That's when we had the tournament. Uh, but, you know, we just, so we went to that lake, and, uh, you know, I mean, to, to Dale and I, I mean, we just loved it. It was just weeds, and we were trolling, and we were catching fish here and there and there. And, uh, you know, we caught some fish. Actually, we did mostly trolling on, on, on the pre-fishing because it was such a big lake and so many different places to fish to pit in different areas. And we, you know, we hit this one area. We got a 42-inch or something pre-fishing. And then at one point, I was, uh, you know, I saw, it, it, the rod never even went off, but I saw fish grab our bait and fly out of the water. Poof, splashed. You know, we lost it. So we decided we were going to start there. We went down there and trolled. We caught some at that, that was the lakes where you had to have a 40 incher. So everything we had done to this point was trolling. Pre-fishing, we had caught seven or eight muskies. Morning of the tournament, we pick our area that, you know, that we really wanted to hit. And, you know, we pull in there and, you know, we trolled till one o'clock, two o'clock and, uh, caught a couple sub-legals. They didn't count, and uh, you know, decided we were going to cast a little bit. We pulled into the same weed edge, 
which we'd never even casted before, but we'd been trolling, so we knew the layout. And uh, Dale had a really nice fish follow, upper 40-inch fish. And then I had one follow my bait that was one of the biggest fish I ever had seen at the time. Uh, just a giant fish. <laughs> Followed that jerk bait in, I snapped it, and that fished him up and took like a swipe at it. You know, mm. half, you know, never opened its mouth and just, boom, darted off. And uh, so we didn't get get anything for the tournament on Saturday. And then Sunday morning, we went down there. We trolled for about an hour first thing. We pulled in. We started casting. And of all things, Dale, so I'm fishing with Dale, and we're casting. Nothing's happening. Nothing's happening. He's like, you know, what should we do? You know, you, you know, what do you want to do? We're working as a team. And uh, I said, I, I think we ought to troll. Dale said, I think we ought to cast just a little bit more, <laughs> you know. I'm like, okay. Dale's wanted to cast a little bit more. And I'm, you know, we're standing up there. And, you know, we had seen these two big fish the day before. We had uh, had all this action, but, you know, with some nice fish. And uh, all we had was, you know, sublegals under 40s. And uh, I'm, just, I'm, I'm throwing Dale's jerk bait. I'm up in the front of his boat working a trolling motor. I'm jerking like crazy. I'm like, I can't believe one of these big things won't grab his jerk bait out of his wee bit. And uh, just as I say that, it was about 20 feet off the boat. I just, I, I, all I saw was like a white mouth. <laughs> set the hook, set the hook, and, and uh, you know, I turned around. I said, Dale, I got him. And uh, my, I mean, the line just started peeling off. <laughs> And the fish is taking this run out, run out around, and and you know Dale looks at me and I look at him and I was like, you know Dale, I got him, and uh, yet he sees the line going out and he's like, oh my, oh my, <laughs> that's what we're looking for, you know, and we're fighting the fish now. We got this fish on casting, we're fighting this fish, and you know, we get it in, we put it in the net, and uh, we're allowed to transport the fish. All we did was we netted the fish, picked them up. Boom, plopped him in the live well, called the judge boat, and we're sitting there, and Dale and I are just looking at each other. And uh, I built a live well that we put in the boat. That's what I'm I, talking about. Yeah. Andy and, uh, loved that. Yeah, him and I were looking, and we had never even looked inside the live well. I mean, we knew this was a big fish. And uh, I mean, it had to be 40, so we knew it was a big one. And uh, he's like, how big do you think it is? I said, I, I don't think it's going to make 50. He said, it, it's going to be close, though. I said, yeah. I said, okay. So we went over and we opened up the lid on the live well and the fish is just laying there. I know, I filled it, so I know it was exactly like 52 and a half inches long. I'm looking at the live, I'm looking at the fish and I'm like... Tell me the fish was bent in half. No, I wish. <laughs> no, no, no. The fish is like, you know, I, I'm looking at its head, I'm looking at its tail and it's just like chilling in the live well. It's just all the fins drop. We're looking at it I was like, it's going to be close. If it, you know, it's going to be. I don't think it's going to make it. You know, we're we're talking fifty. You know, we're trying to convince ourselves it's going to be fifty. I said I don't think it's going to make it. But we never did measure. It's a judge boat. Finally, you know, the judge boat got there. We picked it up and it ended up being forty nine inches. And uh, mm. three, three years into the PMTT, that was the biggest fish caught casting hmm. in the first first three years of the PMTT. Now, what did that did that what did that place you? We got fifth place for that fish. Man, if you would have got one of them subs to be a non-sub. Yeah, 
Yeah, we got we had like a thirty-eight and a half. I remember we measured one because we were just releasing them, and you know the one we caught. I remember us bringing it on board and measuring it was thirty-eight and a half. We caught that on a on a walleye-colored wily jerkbait, the same one that we caught the big one on. But uh, so, so we get back to the weigh-in and uh, or the weigh you know, the quote-unquote weigh-in. We're sitting there and the. Uh, back then, we didn't have all this stuff where you had these instant photos and stuff like this. But uh, we're sitting there waiting, and the judge comes walking over, and he saw us sitting there. And he said, here, this will make you ride home to Pennsylvania you know, a little better. And he, threw, he, he had went home and downloaded He made me a nice, I still have it inside. He made me this nice 8x10 photo of me holding the fish, which at that that was a big deal back then because... Well, back then, I didn't know how to do that. You know, I'm like, how did you just <laughs> picture my fish? So he puts them on a table in front of me, and there's all these other guys sitting around. And, uh, and you know, the guys at the table are like, well, that's a nice one. When did you catch that? And, I was, and you know, Dale and I were like, yeah, we caught it today. You caught that today? <laughs> <laughs> that the, like, yeah, that's yeah, the yeah, turn. Little bit, you know, a little, and there was this one old guy there. He still does a PMT teach. I'm glad I don't know his name. But he was like, those trolling guys, you know, those guys should never be allowed to fish in this tournament. Those trollers, that, that's not, shouldn't be allowed, and da-da-da. And I, I mean, we're like right across from him. And I hear another guy tell him, that's them sitting right there. And he's like, I don't care. <laughs> I don't care if that's them. You know, they shouldn't be allowed to troll in this tournament. And awesome. He, then, then he got to look at the picture, and I was like, yeah, we caught that on a jerk bait. <laughs> oh, that, that is awesome. Cut that casting a jerk bait. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I mean, there, there was I, I there's tons of stories. <laughs> Even though we did that many tournaments, we had lots of different. Hopefully, oh, you guys Vance killed I, it. Vance and I will get a. Uh, hopefully, we will have a story to tell. If not, we'll tell you about how great the trip was and. Uh, how beautiful the scenery is, and hopefully it was a safe trip. Just you know, I had some real adventures traveling to and from these things. Oh gosh, hitting deer, running mm. <laughs> mm. things flying out of trucks, almost killing us. Yeah, oh. is that a that, common that, that's thing? You don't worry about that with that? Is that a common thing when you travel with somebody? We almost got killed in Akron. You're hitting deer with Dale. Stuff flying out of trucks. Well, the guy in front of us, we were up in northern Wisconsin there, almost to, I believe it was Leech. Might have been Cass Lake. And uh, it was in the middle of the night falling, and all of a sudden there's a there's a, a van in front of us, like an Astro van or whatever those things are called, and uh, starts weaving all over the place, and then all of a sudden it's like it's snowing. I'm holding, we were holding on to the wheel. <laughs> I'm holding under the wheel of the truck, pulling the boat, and then I see the van like fly up in the air and jump, you know, do this big, oh, here, the guy in the van hit the deer, and it went under the van. Oh, jeez. And right in front of us, this deer comes rolling out from the back tires of the van and like stands up. I mean, it's dead. It's just a carcass at this point. It's a zombie deer. <laughs> but, mm -hmm. yeah, it comes, it comes rolling out, and it like, it's, it's like hovering two feet off the ground. Oh my god! <laughs> like midair, right in front of us. And I like, you know, we're jamming on the brakes this time, and uh, you know, kind of swerve over a little bit, and, and the, the carcass like rolls to the side, and uh, we hear, you know, we 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 thump it a little bit, 
And uh, <laughs> I you know, pulled over and looked, and I think we just ran over its legs. Oh, I thought maybe like... Was it a buck? No. I thought you Not that I saw. You would have like... Sp- what happened to it. But like, you know, when the guy hit it, all this stuff was flying. It was the fur off the deer. Yeah. Oh, what happened? I mean, we weren't really close to this guy, but he was up in front, and all of a sudden, there was all that stuff lying. Is that and, what? Is that what you thought was snow? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it was like it was just this stuff coming through the air. I was like, what the hell's going on? And then you know, <laughs> you see deer. his brakes on and stuff. We had smashed it and uh, run right over top of it, and that thing stood right in front of us. And then <laughs> another, uh, you know, one more quick one. We were leaving uh, Cave Run the one year, and. Uh, Big, uh, big dump truck right in front of us, and he had like a, uh, I'm going to call it, it, it looked like a sling set, had it in the bed of his dump truck, but it was probably, it, it looked like it was something they would probably like pull motors with or something, but it like was a, a cherry picker set looking thing. Okay. And Dale and I, I mean, it, but it's big, it's a full-size dump truck, and we're, and we're, and we're driving, we're following, you know, we're getting up close to this guy, and, uh. All of a sudden, this thing in the back of his truck sort of lifts up in the air a little bit. And Dale was driving at the time, and I was like, I looked, and I saw it, it sort of hovered, and I said, Dale, that thing's coming out of there. <laughs> Dale starts backing off, and sure enough, that thing lifts right up, right up out of the bed of his truck. And I'm talking, you know, six-inch pipes. Jesus. It lifts right up in front of us on the main highway. We were probably 20 miles we probably weren't even to, uh, you know, 20 miles on the highway out of Cave Run coming this way. This thing lifts up, smashes up mm-hmm. the ground, the sparks flying everywhere. Mm-hmm. There's a car in a passing lane beside us. And, you know, Dale swerves off the road. This is why you're pulling a boat. You swerve off the road. <laughs> swerve off the road. He doesn't hit any of it. The person beside us does. Oh. And, uh... You know the person that passed it, but yeah, it's the stuff. There was there was people that got in, in uh, you know. So let's just hope for safe travels for everybody. People from Minnesota, I know that they left Cave Run and got into snowstorms and total trucks and boats going home, and uh, that has happened. I remember the stories. <laughs> we'll let's just get there safely, catch a couple fish, and get home. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I like that plan. The barbecue pit. Yeah, we've got to hit that up. We'll bring he, home he the barbecue pit, yeah. Bring me home a first place trophy. That's what I want. <clears throat> I will. Yeah, I would like that. I'm going to have a pole barn I need to put it in. Todd's trophy case is full. Mine is... Going to be at the pole barn. Going to be at the pole barn. Apparently my deer has to go there, and now this trophy has to go there. <laughs> your deer doesn't have to go You're there. You're putting your, deer your deers in the pole barn? I have a lady that doesn't mind that stuff hanging. I right that's now, gonna look good in that little upper room in your house. Oh yeah. yeah. You, you guys have a couple kids, and you see how much your stuff stays in the place. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, can we touch? I bought, when I bought my house, my muskies are in the living room. <laughs> now they're in the basement. I'm still holding on tight with three mounts in the living room. You are. Yeah. That's impressive. But I took over the basement. You have to admit. You you did, and well, I did. I totally took off. I said, if I can't do anything. Well, I said, you can have the basement, and believe me, I took that over with fish, ducks, 
A wall right. of antlers. <laughs> a wall. Yeah. <laughs> it really he, he, he could make his, he could make his own Jackson, Wyoming center park <laughs> mm-hmm. out of whitetail antlers. Yeah. yeah. Archway. I took her over the basement. I she, she did give me that much. Those ant- I don't let her do. She still wants to decorate. My wife still likes to decorate in the winter for Christmas. She'll pull some of the musky photos down or the musky painting I have above the fireplace, and she puts a wreath up and da da da. But it's only for a couple months. Other than that, it's my basement. <laughs> <laughs> and and those antlers have extended out into the garage too. Yes. Yeah. The, the antlers. Everybody. Yeah. There's no more room down there. Yeah. If I redo, I'm going to redo the basement one of these days, and a lot of the antlers are going to come to the garage. <laughs> yeah, that'll be a simple redo for the walls. You won't, you don't even have to pick the color or anything. <laughs> just all up, yeah. Just put up drywall. You don't even have to seal it. Nothing. No, I can just put all the antlers <laughs> down the seams. And, no, I don't have that many. Oh goodness. That what is, are you talking that about? That is a lie. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of antlers, I shot a crossbow. Oh gosh, yes, you did yesterday. Yeah, that was. I mean, they're blessed. Andy really wants me to get into to bow hunting. Uh, yeah, but it kind of cuts into the musky season. I invested all this time and you know money into a boat and whatnot. I I can't see myself. Pulling away from that so soon. I mean, it was fun. See though. this? Yeah, there's a. You're going to be have a better opportunity at this with an arrow knocked than you will with a bullet chambered. A- Andy is holding uh, about what, 100 and. 140 inch 8 point. Yeah, 140 inch 8 point deer. And we were, I was shooting. It was probably like the, maybe like the, the. It was the second time I've ever shot a crossbow, the first time with like a real sight and all that. You know, it, it, it's an it's a really good. It was the real deal. I was shooting it. Andy was was loading it for me. Passes his, his his son off to me. He's like, "Do you want to? Do you want to? You, you want to hold? You want to hold Owen or cock the crossbow?" And he yeah. says, "I'll hold the kid." Yeah, <laughs> I figured the crossbow. If I screwed that up, it would be you know that thing was worth. As long as you don't let <laughs> Owen hit the ground, right. you're gonna be okay. I was like, you know, if if I drop the kid, you know, if I, if I if I break something on that. That crossbow, I don't, I don't want that on my uh, conscience. <laughs> you hold my <laughs> son, the only son. The only son. I'm better with, the, you know, the, I'm better with the, with that. You're, you're that thinking because 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 my boy can actually cling onto you. It, it, yeah. it helps out if you just forget to wrap your arm yeah. around him. We we shot that thing. That was that was a lot of fun. What did you say the target was? Thirty five yards. That remember when I took the first shot? I and I I, I set the scope. Mm. Uh, I, I have a a scope that I, that that's m- many it's very adjustable, but we were using the turret on, on the top, and I said oh, I'm gonna guess 30 yards. I shot, I'm like oh, I'm low, so I cranked it to 40 yards. You shot and it was high. I'm like, well, let's just go 35. Before you got here, I took my rangefinder, I shot it with the rangefinder, 34 yards. 34 yards. My scope told me how far it was. That is awesome. <laughs> Oh, we were shooting. I mean, my truck was right there. My boat was Does right there. Does that thing have a, uh, I mean, is there something to, to protect your hand? Like, that? you're, you're holding hand. Yes. Is there I, like a guard so your fingers can't come up over? The way the, the way the stock is molded, there is a, it would be cumbersome. Plus, it's also like. To get around it. The, like the rail is also of, of a height that would probably save you even if you were 
not thinking with the clearest mind. But yes, you can take a finger off with a string of a crossbow. Yeah, I, I had it happen off of my deck one time. You lost a finger? No, not me, but my A guy you knew. Wife. Okay. Lost a yeah, finger. We just all having fun shooting the crossbow. Oh, this is great. Anybody can do it. And she picked it up. Oh, boy. And she, her thumb was, um, now, um, this is a long time ago. This is, you know, 12, 14 years, not a long time ago, but 12, 14 years ago. I mean, and she, I, I knew what happened as soon as it ha- she, she shot. I just saw this pain, distress in her face as the crossbow was going over. She's like, oh my gosh, her thumb was up there. Oh my goodness. And it took about, uh, about mid, mid thumbnail. Mm. You know, horizontally. And it just took the top of her thumb right off. Wow. What did I stress to you? Yeah, keep, keep don't get your finger up there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We and, were, you know, this was a new thing. I'd never seen one. We had never shot one, and we were all doing it. And I was holding it like a gun, but you know, she grabbed it, and it was like really cool. Everybody's like, "Oh yeah, this is great," you know. And we were passing it around. Everybody was shooting, and uh, she just had her thumb. Now, what, what do you guys in that situation? You just get a bunch of ice and go to the hospital. Do you try to find it? You try it, to find no, it. And put no, no, no. It, it took it off. It took about halfway through the thumbnail. Took it off all the way to the, you know, the, like the cuticle on the other side. It was like flopped over. So it was like it a Zippo lighter. She it must just have been holding it like this. It looked like a, yeah, like a flip-up lighter. Okay, so you have a. Zip- and all I did as soon as it happened, I knew I, 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 you know, I knew what happened. You know, she, I ran in, grabbed stuff, and yeah. Ran to the emergency room. Wow. They sewed it all back on. Yeah, we were on Andy's deck. There was... His young boy was... My daughter you know, was riding a little yeah, bike was, around. Daughter was riding <laughs> riding a tricycle around right next to your right next to your ankles. If she would have like, driven into my calf, I could imagine myself just lifting up and losing a limb. Yeah, or just launching the arrow into suburbia behind I mean, us. I, 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 <laughs> I also have a good, you know, I have a good friend who has a really, you know, he's, he's a farm, farm boy. He's got a messed up arm. And uh, he did the same thing when he was shooting at a buck one time, you know, just he was trying to get an awkward shot. The deer was like behind him and to the right or whatever. He was holding the crossbow kind of funny. And he did the same thing. He got his thumb up there. So it's not totally, you got to remember that. But look. Uh, that's why I asked if they made it because I've seen some of them now that have like a big roll thing there, and like Andy said, if you to get your thumb up there on some of the ones I've seen, that would be really hard to do. Yeah, it. I'm sure you know it was it was designed a certain way, but it's not 100 percent, just like anything. Mm-hmm. Do they make yeah. ones? I mean, there's sometimes I've taken shots with my with my gun that I'm like. I got the gun laying against the tree, and I'm leaned out over the tree, and I'm holding it up over the scope. <laughs> you know, you can do whatever, because you know. Yeah, I as long as you're not in front of that hole. Shot. Yeah, I don't, just don't want to put my hand in front of that barrel. <laughs> yeah. But that crossbow, I mean, I could see myself, the hunting instinct, taking over and just be like, okay, I'm going to make this shot. I can lean down over here, and boom, 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 you know. Mm-hmm. So... 
Yeah, and I, I'm going to... I'll go on record and say this. Uh, about three or four years ago, I converted from a vertical bow to a crossbow. Just... It would have been three. I'm trying to remember. I'm trying to remember exactly when it was. But it, it doesn't matter. I, I know my daughter was born because... That was that year that big buck skirted me, and I think that if I would have had a crossbow, I would have been more confident taking a shot. I, I ended up not shooting at this really this one of the biggest deer I've ever seen. But um, and, and what it came I last year that you got your 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 buck on the last day there uh, that that was the first year you 2015 no twenty fifteen twenty fifteen I got that one first day twenty fourteen would have been my first year first hunting season but i i had the crossbow for right after hunting season of 13 so mm -hmm. two and two and a half years but you could almost call it three depending on how you it'd be three years that i've owned one because i could have gone yeah. out turkey hunt anyways yeah um it, it it's not that i was not proficient at a vertical bow i really i i prefer that method but with with the kid and everything else. I didn't have time to where I felt comfortable taking the longer shots that I normally would have because I didn't have time to practice. But I, yeah. there is a part of me that wants to go back to, a, I don't want to call it a traditional bow because a traditional bow in my mind is a long bow or recurve. Yeah. The, the, the compounds yeah. now, I mean, my compound bow is like a 2008, 2009 model and it was really good at the time. I'm sure it's as good but it's probably, still good. <laughs> it's, still, it's, it's still good. I mean, I was very good with that bow. But, you know, if you don't have time to practice, it's like uh, anything. It's a muscle you have to keep working to, mm -hmm. to, to keep uh -huh. it strong. And, yeah, I pulled that crossbow out from the basement. I'm like, Vance, you got time to shoot a couple. We, we only just shot eight arrows. And, uh, you know, we pulled it out. And, you know, just as the story went, the, the last one we were just freehanding it. Vance was, was having a blast just not rat using a rest mm-hmm and i hit the bullseye you did you did very well i hit that and then i heard andy well i gotta make a better shot now well yeah that's what it's <laughs> i and little did i know i was the competition, I was, the competition came out i was like Gee. vance vance kicked my butt <laughs> Van, like i think vance's first shot what was decent then i shot one that was a little bit better well, how did it go? I shot. Vance had the last shot, and like my my. I knew you had just registered. And <laughs> I, I don't know how that was, but you know, <laughs> I've always found that if to make yourself better at something, you gotta you gotta give incentive to to try to do better. <laughs> and and you know, Vance Vance at you know, there's like a one inch bullseye on my on my the bag that I shoot at, and my best shot was probably what do you think? half inch inch away from the mm. black dot vance was hitting the edge of the black dot on his last shot mm. vance is pinwheeling this he never even shot one before yeah 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 when, when it was done when vance <laughs> shot four arrows when it was done i had one left because it was just really long <laughs> <laughs> it's always something practicing with andy out of out of his pole barn window at a pumpkin, and then this time it was off, my off of his deck with kids everywhere. And my his, we had to roll his, his windows down on his truck, his, his truck so he there. so we could shoot through his truck. Yeah, neighbors in the, in the back. Go over Andy, don't shoot or Vance, don't shoot my daughters right there. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Now, now you can go. You now you go. She she just passed on her bike. 
man. Here, hold my kid. <laughs> hold my kid is my shot. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It, it was it, fun. I want. I want to get one. You buy. You buy another one. I'll buy one of those off you. I'll give you more. Do you want to know something that's more addicting? Hmm. I'm gonna pull out my my compound. And when you start ringer in the compound, there is there is a, a high that comes with it that you don't want to stop. There's a there, it's crazy. Oh, yeah. I I moved up here and I said I wasn't gonna get into hunting. <laughs> I'm gonna tell you if you shoot, I'm gonna try. I'm, I'm saying this now on the podcast, and one hour forty four minutes and ten seconds into this podcast, I'm gonna try to get Vance to shoot a doe with a crossbow this year. <laughs> How about a buck? No, it cuts into the season. I can't do it. I'm going to try to... I, I can practically guarantee you a shot of the doe in one sitting. If you can give me one afternoon, I can practically guarantee you a shot of the doe. All right. I never shot I never shot any with the crossbow. And th- th- this is my lead-in lead because then Vance is going to have this nervous breakdown and like, I really like this archery hunting just as much as this rifle. But fall fishing is getting going. And... I'm maybe going to get married someday and maybe I'll have some kids someday. And then he's going to be like, how did Andy do this? You're trying to get, I've got, you're, you're, you're trying to stay away. But see, this is what Vance thinks hunting is. You go out one time and all of us shoot a buck. No, he doesn't. He realizes that. I realize, I, I don't. I know I got lucky. Well, I've see, been but then Todd got lucky. I, I got lucky. I got lucky three hours I shot my buck this year. Within three hours, you shot your buck. Within four seconds, Todd shot his buck. <laughs> <laughs> it's all meant to be. And I'm already, yeah. you know, I'm, I'm getting pumped. I'm, I'm, I'm going to do some spring food plots. I am too. I'm, I'm, excited. I'm excited for everything. I think it's going to be a long time until we can have a podcast that we all three kill a buck. I just, I just do. I have that feeling. Man. Not that easy. No, it's not. No. But we're going to probably, before that, we're going to all... Andy, you're going to pull it off because you're doing the bow. And I'm managing. I, I, I can and run the yeah, cameras. Yeah. And you're, Todd, you're Todd you're, you, you get a buck every year. I bet you he does three out of four. I'm, I'm going to be, I'm yeah, going to be the yeah, run. Probably like three out of four. And Vance, he's, he's, he's major leagues right here. He's batting a he, thousand. He, <laughs> He's won every couple hours. <laughs> That's right. That's right. That's an average. Yeah. The problem is, is he only saw like a couple deer that day, and it was just a few days earlier. They were just everywhere. I w- yeah. I, yeah. I'm, I'm excited. I want to shoot another buck. I want you to... I'm going to have you shoot my compound. What about if we shot the guns we bought a couple months ago? First. <laughs> <laughs> I loaded up 150 <laughs> shells for you over there. <laughs> we haven't shot that thing. I've shot mine. Right, we had we had tacos tonight with venison venison tacos. Mm. Mm-mm. Yeah, I'm, I'm eight point eight point tacos. Eight point tacos. <laughs> Love it. I had chicken breast from a store. <laughs> <laughs> it's organic though. Maybe. Maybe. I don't even know anymore. Every time I cook deer meat, my daughter's like, she, rem- she remembers what I got that year. She's like, is this the eight point? <laughs> like, yep, that's the eight point. Okay, eight point tacos. Uh-huh. Eight point meatloaf, eight point meatballs. Love it. <laughs> now, what happens if you shot a doe? 
Well, I see some of the meat mixed in is is dough, but I have it in a different bin, and I'll throw that's the dough. Oh, okay, she's not excited to eat the dough. Baldy meatloaf. Yeah, she's got <laughs> go. She can go and say and and look at the racks at your place. Say, yeah, that's that deer yeah. right there. Yeah, she likes she likes eating the. Uh, like is this the eight point? Yeah. Okay. So she she's like, she can go back in the, like the history and she goes, I grew an inch and a half this year because of this. <laughs> yeah. But my my uh, my uncle was a uh, U.S. Fish and Wildlife agent, but before he was he did that, he was a uh, game warden, and his uh, this is going back a ways, and uh, you know the boys. They, the game wardens back 50 years ago, 60 years ago, didn't make a whole bunch of money. And uh, the one time the one boy, uh, Bruce, my cousin, who is actually my second cousin, he's older than me, but he, he came home and I guess they were talking at school about eating, eating venison or something. And, and uh, he asked my uncle, he said, Dad, did I ever eat deer meat? And my uncle said, uh, Son... I don't think you've ever eaten beef. Wow. Because <laughs> <laughs> they would keep like roadkill, you know, that's that's what they ate. They didn't make very much money. They lived on they lived on deer. And Bruce was like, Oh, okay, Dad. <laughs> so but he, he would his job part of his job was to go and pick up some of the, the, the hit deer and stuff, right? Yeah, yeah, and the fresh ones they would they would take. I mean, you're going back to the point where they used to he used there was a bounty on, you know, Owls and and Owl. and and, uh, and uh, like hawks, and he would like set traps and try to catch them, and he would make extra money if he would catch a red-tailed hawk or or horned owl or something. Uh, I I'm curious, why is that? I I never heard this part of the history. Yeah, I that's the way it was back then. He would he would put poles up, and he would put a, a trap on top of it. And, uh, you know, the owl or the hawk would land there because there was a bounty on them at one time. I mean, for what? I mean, were they taking toddlers back to... No, no, I mean, people just wanted them gone. I mean, that's the way things change. There was a bounty on that stuff, and he would get extra money as being a game warden to kill them. And then at the end of his career, he was a U.S. Fish and Wildlife agent working the tri-state area here you know, the main man working out of Harrisburg, you know, arresting people for catching hawks and owls. Wow. I think those I think those giant <clears throat> owls are the coolest things. And Vance, if you spend time in an archery stand and those things come swooping around you, it's freaky. <laughs> yeah. They're silent but they make a little bit of noise. Just enough they, to where you're like... Just when they fly in, and you just hear this little... <laughs> it's, it's, and you look over. They're that stealthy. They, they, they are big birds. They you, are turn, big you can birds. turn his head the whole way around and look right at you. <laughs> that is cool. I've had him land I next to me. <laughs> and and it, it is an incredible bird. But like yeah. when, when that's... you know, There's times where I'm sitting up on the edge of hemlocks and stuff like that, and I just out of the corner of my eye, I see movement through the branches and I'm like okay I'm waiting for the three red laser dots to hit me like predator <laughs> yeah. because you don't know yeah you have they're awesome but it's 
yeah, they are very neat. Very neat. I see, I well, I can't say. I don't turkey hunt that much, but when I did turkey hunt, I saw a lot of owls. Hmm. Yeah, I, I see more in spring turkey season than any time by far. Less cover? That's when I tend to see them. I have no idea. Yeah. Well, the other thing I'm out there... You know, you're out there to crack a dog, and then you're walking around, and you're covering some ground, you tend to flush them out of the trees. And... Yeah. Well, neat. So we're going to keep you posted on Vance's crossbow, vertical bow, archery season. We'll see if I give in to the peer pressure. I'm going to have you shoot a woodchuck with a crossbow. How about that? Okay. Lob an arrow with the Luminoc. we got to shoot our guns first. That's... I gotta put some time into that investment. Oh yeah, you 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 did tell me to cite your gun in for you, didn't you? <laughs> yeah, good. Send me a picture too. It'd make Send me jealous. Send you a picture. <laughs> All's good. All's good. <laughs> All's good. Vance, Vance isn't. He's nerves of steel, man. <laughs> he's gonna be fine. Is zero not gonna be a? We'll see. You know. You gotta get... I was always really excited as a kid. That's why I never. Yeah. I'm excited about that. And the fishing season's right around the corner. I'm yeah. thinking about that. Next time we'll have a little report. Hopefully, it's a big time report on the PMTT, or we we might just tell you how how the trip went. Yep. Yeah. I'm we'll go from there. Good story. Oh. We'll definitely have stories. We're staying at Tony Grant's Cave Run, KY. Musky Mountain called? Lodge. Musky Mountain Lodge. I like the, the Musky Motel better, yeah. but that's not the official name. It's it is the Musky Mountain Lodge. It is so much. It's hilarious down there. That guy. He should be when he retires from musky fishing and, and the guiding. He should read storybooks, like have like audio books. I would just, I, uh, you just sit there and you listen to him. The old man of the sea. He just, he just, he's a great, he's a great he's storyteller. A great Call me Ishmael. <laughs> <laughs> I'd, I'd, I'd buy any, any one of them. One fish, two fish, red fish, blue fish. <laughs> <laughs> Might not be good for children's books, but we will have fun. Else. Well, I'm sure we'll see some moonshine. Oh yeah. Jeez, yeah, just a... tell him to pull his pants up. <laughs> Terrible. <laughs> they got a band coming there. I think actually Corey Allen, one of the guests, he, he sang last year down there with with a band. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's some stick living down there. They got they got some good stuff going on. Is it going to be a hoot nanny? I don't know. That's exactly what they were calling it, the hoot nanny. nanny. Nice. Yep. We'll have fun. We'll have fun. We'll have stories. Tune in next time. Of course. So, this podcast was brought to you by Fatty Z Musky Products. FattyZMusky.com on Facebook and Instagram. Todd, you want to hit yours? Muddy Creek Fishing, guys. Give us a call. we got a few summer days left. That's about it. So, we're going to book a trip. Get a hold of us. Still some fall days. Plus, we got Vance. Dance guiding. You can take up uh, lots of the trips that we can't do, that I can't do, and uh, 
Jared Christie, fishing the rivers around here, St. Croix rods, best in the business, can't go wrong with St. Croix. There you are. Until uh, next time, guys, good luck fishing if you can, and hopefully we got a report. Later.